Hey everyone, Editor John here. In the spirit of the holiday season, we decided to give you a gift of two cold opens. Two cold opens. So many in this one, I could not decide. So, uh, you tell us which one's the better one. Uh, trick question, both are great. Born of the red flag, who the red, white, and blue. <laughs> and in the bad place, and the point for your shoe. Wow. It ain't me. Wow. It ain't me. <laughs> I know military songs. Oh, it ain't me. It ain't me. I'm not the fortunate one. <laughs> this is great. I know F uh, Fogarty just came into my house, <laughs> dropped a little ditty, then bombed right off. <laughs> oh, really? That was actually him. That was. I thought him. you were. I thought you were. Uh, you know, just working on maybe getting a CCR cover band together. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Like, uh, I don't have legs like Tina Turner, so I can't do Rolling on the River. <laughs> <laughs> Well, honestly, I mean, I when's think the last probably... time you shaved your legs? You don't know. You might. Yeah, you know. might have two under weeks that ago. hair. Two oh, okay. Weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so okay. So you've uh, you're you're uh, ready to go. You're yeah. you're well, smooth been... and yeah. And, I've been trying. You know, I've been trying to get the band up for like the last three years, but every time people <laughs> hear my fucking rolling, they just roll on by. They're like later. <laughs> They roll out of whatever enclosed space they happen to be uh, with. <laughs> I think the part they don't like is the fact there's like no other band members, uh, be and so I have to do everything a cappella. Oh so yeah, I do all the instruments too. So I thought you would would have been like those old timey, you know, those guys that have like the big bass drum strapped to them and all the different cymbals and shit all in one all the thing Rolling on the river. This is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you crying. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, this uh, is uh this is gold right here. I mean uh Fogarty if you're listening. <laughs> Oh, what's that? Hey, a bird just flew through my room. It's got something attached to its uh, leg. Hold on one second. Hmm? Whoa, that's a lot of stuff on that bird. That bird must have been huge. Oh, that was a... It's a cease and desist letter. <laughs> Signed by John Fogarty and Tina oh, Turner. No. Yeah. Um, CCR... CCRR uh, is not going to be uh, revived after all. Um... It's nice hearing it. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> so the your tribute band would be called Clearance Clearwater Revival Revival. <laughs> yes, CCRR. I love that. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. Why not? It was already a revival. Let's get it let's get it revived again. again. <laughs> I loved it when everything when we were growing up seemed like it was anything that was like remotely inventive that you'd find at like the toy section of the supermarket when that used to be a thing mm -hmm. was something mm -hmm. that was invented during world war ii to <laughs> combat the 
the Nazis. Where it's like, it's like, oh, silly putty. Oh, I love it in it. Yeah, you can copy a newspaper with it. And they're like, that was made during World War II to try to find a way to make bombs kill more people. <laughs> this, the world is weird. Capitalism you're, is strange. You're like, Slinky, look, it goes downstairs. It even goes over your neighbor's dog or whatever. And what happened? Oh, it was a battleship that blew up and the thing just started <laughs> slinking down. And someone was like, I'm stealing this idea if I make it off this ship. <laughs> it's like, yes, those were used as the uh, the triggering parts and, and the horrible shrapnel gr- grenades that used to tear people's bodies asunder. Now it's a slinky. Enjoy. Yeah, what? Or like, <laughs> this was what we used to grow out Nazis. <laughs> Get it was rid of the evidence. Offensive. Throw it down the stairs. <laughs> it was used by the. It was used by the SAS because it would just like yeah you would, you would just put it at the top of stairs and then it would just seek out people and choke them to death. It's an autonomous slinky murder device. It's like, do you hear that? Oh no! They let loose their autogroats. <laughs> if it finds you, you're dead. Quick, get away from the stairs! Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Today we crack open the Pop Saga Nostalgia Cellar, searching the shelves for the perfect vintage to share with you all. For your listening pleasure, Pop Saga selects Batman the Animated Series Season 1, Episode 35, Almost Got Him. Written by Paul Denny, directed by Eric Ranumski, starring Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Arlene Sorkin, Paul Williams, Adrian Barbeau, Diane Pershing, and the Pop Saga favorite, Richard the Slan Mall. <laughs> we will be your pop culture sommeliers. I am John, and as always, I'm joined by the Pinewood Knight himself, Forrest. How goes it, Forrest? It's going well. Uh, this has been uh, Switcheroo, your co-host for this episode is me, Victor Freeze. Let's get ready to chill and watch some Batman shit. I messed it up. I'm leaving. I never wanted to do this anyway. Screw this, Batman. Oh, well. That's uh, that's unfortunate. I was ready to, but I figured he was just upset that we weren't talking. He wasn't actually featured in the episode. <laughs> he was just like, <laughs> well, what am I going to do with all this ham in my mouth now? <laughs> I don't know. Just stop eating bowls of ham and you'll be good. You inspired me by all this bowl of ham talk, and now I got mm. myself a big bowl of ham and mayonnaise. 
and uh, our guest host just leaves right in the middle of it. Well, yeah. fine. I well, mean, I, I expect no less from a Victor Freeze. At least before he left, he chilled this Deschutes IPA. This episode brought to you by Deschutes. It's a brewery in Bend, Oregon. Just kidding, they did not sponsor this episode. Don't come after me, Deschutes. Oh, no. Okay, there we go. Oh, that was... Why so far away? Yeah, well, here's, ah. oh, you're right there. Damn it. Yeah, yep. my, I was using my... I have a, uh, I have a bottle opener on my keychain, but it is mm-hmm. quite sad. It's from the... Uh, the from? card-based drinking game Drinking Quest, and it says, What would chug locks do on the back of it? But it's one of those things that it's like a... It's like a plastic opener with that little metal tooth. And, you know, those things are just like two seconds from breaking every time you use it. Yeah, they usually last about, a you know, however long the event where you got that from would last. Yeah. You well, know, or, or, you know, like if you bought the the game, I guess, and, you know, that was I like did. part of the bundles that came with it. <clears throat> It is, you know, because it is a game that is a, it's like a light role-playing game that has like a, you know, deck-based mechanics, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but it's mostly about just drinking, and, uh, you know, so that's why, that's Chuglox. He's a barbarian Okay. character, one of the characters you can have, his name's Chuglox, and okay. he uh, apparently, uh, he has sort of a, a brand much like um, uh, a Jesus because oh. you know that's that's the that's the famous Jesus phrase. What would Jesus do? And this one, they said, "Hey, let's take out the the J man okay. and replace it with Chuglocks, and it'll sell uh, at least one copy." Because <laughs> I bought it. Yeah, well, um, awesome! I can't wait to see that keychain if it makes it. If it <laughs> makes it, yeah, it does feel like it's on, on its last legs. I mean, you you heard it. It sounded it very, like it's on its last leg. <laughs> yeah, it, very, it struggled mightily to open this uh, beer bottle. But, you know, at the end of the day, it got there. And I think that's that's the thing. It's the It does what it says on the tin. It did. It made. It followed through on its promise. So, And do you feel you like know. you can chug locks? A beer? I chug locks all the time. I go yeah, to the, the place. Yeah, I was no. like, oh. Nope. I, go to, the, that's I gross. go to nope. Noah's. I go to Noah's Bagels and I say I go I walk up to the counter and I say I'll get I'll take all your old day old locks please. Mm-mm. They're like, well, we were gonna throw it out. It's just in a, a paper bag, a pl- no, sorry, a trash bag. I don't know what it would be in a paper bag. That'd be even worse. But they're like, oh, it's no. been sitting out in the sun all day long. I don't know if you should eat this. And then I chug it, much to their shock and horror. I mean, most things in a Noah Bagel bag is just trash. Oh! Shots fired! Oh wait! God damn it! (laughs) Every time. Yeah. I got you, Noah. What's that? You still make millions of dollars a a month? Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Truth bomb. (laughs) That's right. Noah's bagels. I know. Listen, I've read. Uh, the story of Noah. There was not a mention of bagels in there, or maybe yeah, that were. was what it was all about. He yeah, was just was. making a boat and two of every bagel. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like him just making like weird schmears. 
Well, if I take, <laughs> if I make an elephant schmear, <laughs> giraffe schmear. That'll... He left with two of every animal, came back with a weird locks or weird schmear business. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, hey, blueberry schmear? Don't ask why it's kind of gray. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. It tastes like someone blended an elephant. Damn it. I knew I should have put more salt in it. <laughs> Don't mind me. As I'm drinking my Ranch Rider Spirits Co. The Chilton. The Chilton. What? What are the all the words you just put together? It is a real vodka cocktail with oh, vodka, none sparkling of this. water, sea salt, and real lemon in a can. So you know it's quality. That sounds good. None of this it's fake better. vodka, though. No, I mean, look, on the side of the can, it's like vodka six times distilled. I'm like, okay. But who you makes say vodka? You say so. And they're like, we're not going to tell you. So I said, okay, <laughs> that's fair. But it's low in calories and it'll get you drunk. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but I did and, uh, I mean, I, I would forgive the people out there listening if they've forgotten. But today's episode is about we're getting back on our Batman the Animated Series tip. Yes, this is because Forrest did not want to talk about what we we're originally going to talk about mm, well, and i was like whatever show them behind the curtain huh <laughs> yeah why not just 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 admit it it's fine it's fine i i was not like really deep into what we wanted to talk about and anything that is batman related i will definitely talk about so it wasn't like one of those things that made me go damn you i did all this prep which i never do okay. oh god i wanted to talk so much about it and I'll, you know, I won't say what it was, but uh, well, we might as well as let Batman. the people in. No, 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 because no, because what okay. if we do end up eventually talking about it at some point? <clears throat> well, then it would be a delicious tease for yeah. no, no, never mind. <laughs> Five years later, <laughs> still haven't done it, and someone's out there like, okay, in episode seventy-five of Pop Saga, you mentioned a show that you were going to talk about a thing and that you didn't do, and it said you went with Batman. What is the thing? And I'll be like, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, you know, I part of me says that would be so thrilling, and it, we would have for sure have made it at that point if we were in a situation where there was a contingent of fans that are just dying for this secret to be revealed. But on the other hand, I don't want to deal with that. That sounds terrible, <laughs> having people come being like, you said this one thing and you never did the one thing you said. I, mean, I don't want that kind of pressure. It's bound to happen. It's well, I mean, to happen. if we're... Hey, from your mouth to the podcast God's ears, because yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are, like, unable to move move the needle. I feel like we're churning out a bunch of people, but we still get enough that it's always the exact same amount of downloads. That or it's all bots and, like, two actual people, <laughs> which it's is... It's all bots and two actual people. It's you and myself and yep. the robots. <laughs> and that's and okay. I only listen to, like, half the episodes. Yeah, and I don't listen to any of them after I'm done editing them. I'm like, oh, that crash? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are. You actually have to listen to the whole thing twice. Once while doing it and the other once while editing it. I usually listen to the ones I like. <laughs> Just when they come out. I've started every single one. I will make that pledge to you and the audience at large. I've started, started every single episode and got... Halfway, uh, you know, ten minutes in. <laughs> I mean, we are our best <laughs> right after promoters. the gold open about. 
That's, that's all this tells me is we are our best promotions. Oh that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so know it. It's good. It's good. You know, it's like uh, Flanders' parents. We've tried nothing, and we're all out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's just, I think that's a pretty succinct way to describe our our process. But that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, and speaking of which, uh, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Always a treat. Uh, it, it, seriously, I had that same exact uh, feeling that I came away with today after watching it. Uh, just great stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is um. This is definitely one of the episodes that is in my top ten. Yes, this yeah. episode. I mean, here at Pop Saga, when we say it's a select, you know that it's quality because we are as you said at the top of the show we are your pop culture sommeliers mm-hmm. and as such uh we have selected the f- only the finest uh for you to enjoy so i would say if you're listening to this and you want to follow along go out and watch the episode first i would hate to have any of this episode spoil it spoil spoiled for me but um not like there's anything that happens that is like so earth-shatteringly whatever, but still. Okay, you think they watched it? Uh, are you done? Are you watching it right now? I I think they're done now. <laughs> okay. Mm, okay, I think now. How about now? I, now? Okay, I hear I now. hear the end credits. We're good. We're good. I hear. It. If you've got to be done now, what'd That's you think? Good. Oh, never mind. I can't hear them. But uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. That's just the tinnitus. Just All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs> just that's, that's it. It's um, <laughs> trying to get us out of there real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but, <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm still thinking about bowls of ham. So. <laughs> do, 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 do. They're just uh, like uh, visions of uh, sugar plums dancing in your head. That's just bowls of ham with like little legs, like the let's go out to the lobby. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like, let's go back to your kitchen. Let's go back to your kitchen and fill a bowl with ham. <laughs> Yummy. Now, and I'm like, yes, please. Oh, Yes, I don't mind if I do. Yeah, actually, um, I want to go down there right now, but I will... <laughs> Maintain hey, well, the, my my self control, so we can talk about <laughs> almost got him. One of my favorite uh, batas episodes. Um, <laughs> batas, yeah. It, well, I mean, it's like it's just one of the best. Uh, period. Not only because it is, it's like a really great single episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, like the story is very self-contained, and the way that the story is told is uh, it was written is incredibly snappy and interesting and and engaging. Uh, but it's just fun to hang out with villains sometimes and like see their. I love seeing these sort of uh, tropey plot elements, like you know, costume villains doing something that you don't necessarily expect like them all hanging out and playing a, a game is i think on its the surface is just such an interesting conceit yeah like they'd want to spend time with each other yeah in any sort of capacity <laughs> yeah. and then like like you're gonna let joker be the one that deals your cards yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah, and he really he he takes that maybe ill-begotten trust and, and uh, he he milks it for all it's worth. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I, I'm I'm with you on this episode. It, it being able to kind of get like behind the curtain, see what the villains do on their downtime. And then just kind of hearing, like, you know, like, if you go to a bar, maybe you had a real bad day, you're lamenting about it. In this instance, they're just lamenting about, like, past triumphs or potential triumphs, in this case, of, like, almost being the one that got the bat. And it's such a great, like, little just insular episode. And, like you said, it's wonderfully performed by all, like, the main stars. You know, there's not, not really any additional voices besides the villains and, um, you know, Batman himself. And Batman doesn't really speak until the very end of the episode, too. Yeah, like, that that must have been a nice payday. Come in, record for a couple hours, and be like, I'm done? Excellent. I am the Batman. <laughs> okay, okay, Kevin, okay. We get it, we get it. it. Alright, Kevin, we're done here. Vengeance, Darkness Night, we get it, we get it. Cool. <laughs> get it, Batman. Uh, it's like... It's like the other set of RoboCop. He's like, call me Bato. What? Why would we call you Bato? No, we're going to call you Kevin. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if anything, we'd call you Bruce. Like, I think I'm feeling... Nope. Bruce-o it is. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be as subtle. Like, if it doesn't end with O, don't call me it. I heard the story of Peter Webler calling him Robo. I always assume I never seen the movie. I always just assumed his character was named Rob. Um, <laughs> Rob O'Cop. Rob, Rob O'Cop. Oh, he's from the Emerald Isle. He's uh, just like he's cut from the same cloth as uh, the the chief from uh, Batman sixty six, whose, whose name <laughs> escapes me. Sorry, buddy. Don't worry about it. Nobody remembers that. I think that's where we started to lose people anyway when we were doing those episodes. <laughs> people didn't like those ones. They're like, oh, we're having to listen to the goddamn, their version of Commissioner Gordon. I'm out of here. That guy was terrible. <laughs> he didn't even have a mustache. <laughs> the worst Only so many times we could point out how bad the, the police force was in, in that version of Gotham, I guess, before you, it starts to wear a little thin. But yeah. uh, They this, did I mean, a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Boo! You guys are being too mean to those guys. Yeah, Highways cool. are tough. I get lost on them all the time. <laughs> it's true. They got signs, but you don't have to follow them. Yeah. I do. So, this movie, or movie, map, this episode uh, starts off, it opens up with uh, all of the villains at a poker game. And uh, I love how they start off talking about who, like, what they think the deal with Batman really is. Because, yes. of course, it can't just be one guy. It's like uh, someone guesses that it's that it, it's really like a bunch of police officers, and they just have like a stable of Batman that are just everywhere. And of course, they stop Killer Croc before he gives his infamous, uh, by the sounds of it, uh, uh, take on Batman that he's a robot. <laughs> nobody likes although each of their descriptions are pretty ridiculous they, one thinks that he's like the basically the phantom of the opera yeah, <laughs> the face. i mean yeah. the the closest one is the penguin 
It's just like someone who suffered some like psychological trauma, you know. Yeah. But even then, it was just like, well, maybe his, half his face got blown off. <laughs> 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 like, damn. And then to say that right around Two Face. <laughs> He's right there, dude. Guys, right don't, there, like, don't be mean to Two Face. Like, wait, wait until he goes get some like popcorn or a cocktail or something. And come back to the table and say that shit. No, they don't care. Do you think Two-Face is so invested in his theme that he's like, he always orders two dishes yes. when he's out? Yes. And he's like, and one is like a really, like, the burger and fries, and the other one's just like, uh, you know, duck on a range. I like how you, you think, like, the, the evil side wants, like, just, like, burger and fries versus, like, He's kind of metal, you know? <laughs> yeah, but like, wouldn't it be like it, it, he's like duck two ways? One half is raw, the other half is cooked. You know, like okay, yeah, like one is like a a duck that's just been like smoked in diesel fumes, and the other one is mm-hmm. oh, the other side is duck a la range. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, that's how I see it, anyway. Yeah, that makes more sense than literally two different dishes. I mean, I to be fair, probably the first time I'd try that if I was Two-Face. Yeah, just slather it in there, you know, motor oil. And then I'd have it, I'd be like, you know what, I can just eat the one plate with the, the whole duck cooked in, you know, <laughs> all around with a nice, you know, a pilaf or something. I don't know what you eat with duck. And <laughs> roll. That's, that's fine. I don't need it. That's... I draw the line at the whole like duality thing. With food. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 It's, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I. It's interesting, right? That the each of these sort of stories that uh, each of the villains tell about the time that they almost got Batman uh, sort of highlight the ridiculousness of their modus operandi. Uh, vis-a-vis crime because each one and it's sort of an escalating fashion is themed around whatever their central villain theme is and of course this isn't a new thought anybody who's watched or you know read or or experienced batman in any way knows that this is his his rogues gallery is a little i mean they're they're really delving into their their thematic uh conceits uh, pretty hardcore but it does kind of shine a spotlight on that because each each person, I would say, especially, I mean, the Joker to a certain extent, even though his is a little more believable, but Two-Face and Penguin stories are both just very corny. <laughs> I think Joker says something to that effect as well. I mean, I think they're all kind of corny, even like Poison Ivy's. You know. Sure, hers hers seems kind of run counter to her whole thing. She's usually very worried about the welfare of, or sorry, the the welfare of of plants. But in hers, she basically sets up a bunch of jack o' lanterns to explode and release toxic gas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And you just kind of go like, oh, that that was how you almost got him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And uh, when Batman, you know, well, I mean, he, she almost kind of did because without his uh, his remote control belt summoning the Batmobile, he surely would have succumbed to the fumes. But yeah. I did like the detail that when Poison Ivy climbs up a nearby, 
a very high pole that is just in the middle of this pumpkin field. Uh, Batman sends his car at said pole, breaks it in half, and by sheer luck doesn't crush Pamela Isley. Yeah, I mean, you know, what did she say? She had a natural immunity to poison, toxins, and the pain and suffering of others, which I yep. think is a killer line. <laughs> it's a great line. She is not immune to the Batmobile. And no, <laughs> we're falling into a bunch of pumpkins. I mean, I would tell you, I think if I fell on, like, any pumpkin, that would be the end of my days. <laughs> yep. but, I- yeah, if I if I climbed like twenty feet up, which is of course an exaggeration, but twenty feet up on a pole, yep. no, no, <laughs> I mean two feet is my max, but mm-hmm. uh, and it, and I fell down, you know, straddling this pole, riding it to the ground, and somehow didn't get crushed. Uh, I think I would just give up crime. I'd just be like, well, this has got to be a sign. I'd have to be, like you know, like to get felled by a gourd. <laughs> um, I'd be done. I'd be done like by that. The, by the very gourds that she was hoping to fell Batman with. Yeah. I I mean I don't like falling in general, falling on a giant round object with a pointy top with a No thanks. A, a, no thanks. And then they explode on top of the I'm really good. So No, uh this one seemed pretty pretty lame. Um I <laughs> Compared to the one, I mean, I know they have to like escalate, yeah. and this is the first one, but it does kind of seem like what was her actual plan? This is like he has the utility belt; he's always getting out of scrapes like this. Why is stop using gas, you guys? Gas never works on Batman. No, I mean, I found it weird that Batman just didn't naturally have his like rebreather on him, and the fact he yeah, just when, kept it like in the like the passenger seat of the Batmobile, but. You know, it, was, it, it still worked for him. In the end. <laughs> I like, I like his punishment. Besides punch, really punching the lights out of uh, Poison Ivy, uh, he his punishment for her was just a very disapproving head shake. Yeah, well, I think it's yeah, just like mm, come on. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, it's nice because when we get back to the table, like the Joker's even what. <laughs> <laughs> like that sucked <laughs> and I was like yeah I felt like that but to your point every episode was like escalation you know like the bat his it really his utility belt got him out of that jam so then when we go into the two-faced story they remove that element you know what I mean and it's it's yeah it's re- I mean this episode's really well done and i mean the animation was like the a squad even the a plus squad, yep. i feel like paul oh, must have been like, uh, you're getting me the best animators for this one <laughs> i'm gonna go write this one so it better be a top of the pops quality wise yeah yeah no, it's excellent yeah, that was fun. The, the Two-Face story is up next, and uh, he has employed the Two-Ton Gang, right? Is that what they were called? Yep, yep. I took offense and they were a, but that's fine. <laughs> they were just a bunch of beefcakes. A yeah. bunch of buff beefcakes with domino masks, but it has two in the name, so obviously they were kind of marketing directly towards Two-Face. I mean, you know, that's his bag. Like, I mean, even every shot you see of Two-Face at the table, he always has pears. Yeah, you know I mean, like, yeah, he uh, does. That was cool. So, you know, he, he, 
I'm pretty sure he lays down a lot of hands. You know, he's like, pads, I got weight. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. I, I need my pairs. I can't, I can't do this. Always got to have two pair. Yeah, that's that's my bag. See, it's the duality of things. You just kind of like see, because I got, I got one side of my face is normal, and the other side of my face is a monster face. <laughs> yeah, got acid thrown in it. You remember? Yep. <laughs> acid. <laughs> I like how also he has, like, his is maybe the closest to, I mean, I guess aside from the Jokers, his is pretty close to actually having Batman, because he has him pretty much dead to rights. He's got his his belt taken away, and mm. these giant uh, beefcakes just pummeling <laughs> Batman into, a, into a, you know, a, a, a squishy, uh, you know, pink lump. And uh, he stops to he's his conceits his thematic aesthetic conceits get him again because he's like okay never mind let me get this giant pity from somewhere let's, let's take the time to set this all up so I could kill him in the place that we're robbing versus <laughs> just robbing it and leaving and maybe taking Batman with you where you could two tap him you know and then be done yeah. with Batman instead it was like right two when, that's that's two in it exactly instead he was like hey so when i walked through the lobby i noticed they had a giant penny roll that in here two-ton gang do you think they have like two hours of brainstorming where he just tries to figure out what would fit his like thematic conceit so he's just like it's like okay, uh, there's a big penny in the lobby. We can okay. do something with that, right? Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe boss, maybe, maybe. Yeah, we can. We can. Uh, let's see. I uh, I can uh, you know flip him uh, onto the penny, and if he lands face up, then we kill him. Nah, that's not okay. That's not good. Yeah, nah. uh, let's see. Is it? Uh, you know what else I noticed? Forklift. All right, we got a okay. forklift, a ton of gold, <laughs> and a big. A big, like, must-be-steel beam plank. Yeah, flat piece of metal for no other reason. And That's gotta it, take, like, eight hours to set up. I mean, the bank almost open. <laughs> maybe, they have, maybe that's... Maybe that's how he finally gets him. Batman just gets bored. He's like, oh, well, kill me. Shoots himself. It's <laughs> fine. Gets one of his guns. He batteringed himself. You know. Oh, oh it's so oh, This seems, this is not as satisfying as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Oh, but, I mean, the t yeah, that was literally one of my notes. It's like, the time you had to take to set this up is ridiculous. And then the whole time, he, uh, Two Face never consulted his coin for any decisions. So like, <laughs> yeah, Batman pocketed it. Just like I thought he was gonna do a Batman Forever on him at the end of this uh, flashback. Oh. I thought he was gonna because he threw him into a bunch of coins, and I thought he was gonna throw the you know his his lucky coin into the coins so he freaks out like Batman Forever. No, I think nope. it, that actually happens in one later episode. Or there's like a decoy. So I think there is a Batman Forever-esque moment, but uh happens in a later episode. It, yep. Okay. But that makes I sense. Mean, I really enjoy this story. Well, because one, it's stupid. But two, <laughs> like, when he's shot in the air, like, I'm like, how tall is this room? <laughs> you know, what, how cavernous is this warehouse? Or is this back room of a bank? 
the velocity Batman's getting during this whole time. You know, like it's moving, but it's drawn so well. And then, you know, like those dudes. So, you know, Batman obviously frees himself with uh, a two faces coin because has the jagged edge, which is fine. But then yep, the coin he hits stole his coin and he's using it to, to, to uh, basically friction the ropes, basically abrade the ropes to the point where they break, which is great. And then sure. he lets the coin like go and it hits some of the two ton Dane. And I'm like, those guys are dead, right? Like yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> now it's just the one ton game. Yeah, they lost a ton. They yep. used to they used to be thick with two C's, but they lost a C. Officially. They lost a C. <laughs> like I mean, I saw that. I was like, oh no, you're all dead. Yeah, <laughs> sorry guys. Yeah, when that hit them, I was just like, oh, Batman yeah. bending the rules today. Yeah, Batman is not having a good day. Um, but you know, then he's like. Here, I owe you a dollar. And he just flicks his coin at Two-Face. It's like, alright, good on you. But it's a great way to get the origin of the giant penny in his Batcave. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, what you do with the giant penny? He's like, I let him keep it. They let him keep it. They let him keep it. They're like, what the fuck? Um, do you course- think Batman is just like, uh, like, none of that stuff he has in his cave is like stuff that he actually wants there? But he feels bad rejecting it, so when the bank at the end is like is like having a news conference and it's like, For your efforts, Batman, we bequeath upon you this giant penny and he's just like, Ugh Alfred get the flat <laughs> the flatbed truck. Yeah, thank you. Um, we'll put this next to the life size Tyrannosaurus I have in my cave for some reason. Yeah, and the giant playing card. Um <laughs> That sounds perfect, I guess, yeah. I, I I could see him wanting to reject that shit. I have a two... Like, they just assume he has the space for it. You know, like, eventually you go to a convention, you'll get so much swag, you don't want more swag. You're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with another water bottle. You're just giving me trash at this point. Man, it's going to be really depressing for those uh, bank owners when they go to a swap meet sometime in the future and they see a giant penny. Oh, <laughs> He almost died. Ten dollars? He's not even trying to make, <laughs> make some He's money so, off of this. What did he sell it for if it's ten dollars? <laughs> Oh, that'll be next season on Space 1999. <laughs> if you don't get that joke, listen to our podcast more, you, you, you person. Listen yeah. to this podcast that I appreciate so much. <laughs> so, I do have to admit, I think I prefer Killer's Crocs <laughs> story the most. <laughs> It's even funnier with the the twist that's coming up at the uh, the at the end of the episode. Yeah, it's the the comedic timing on this was pitch perfect. So yeah, after Two Face is on to Killer Croc, and of course you expect because of the like the the way that the episode's been set up to this point, we're gonna get a flashback. But they pull, pull a little switcheroo on us, and Killer Croc, along with being sort of dumb, 
is uh, has the worst bat almost got him story because he's just in a quarry and he, throw, he throws a rock at Batman and that's the extent of the story. Doesn't even get a flashback. What did he do with the fact that it was just like, and I threw a rock at him. And just the the fact that they pan around the table to get everyone's faces. Cause <laughs> Everyone has some fantastic takes. Yeah, I mean, initially, they seemed kind of interested, right? They're all listening, and he's like, I threw a rock at him. And just, like, the look on Poison Ivy's face, and I think the Joker's face was fucking priceless. <laughs> just Says like, it all. <laughs> yeah, just like, what? And then the follow-up, it was a big rock. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really big rock. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Some masterful writing right there, and legitimately funny. Not not uh, you know just for kids funny. Yeah, that 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 would have made that that has made old man John laugh just as much as it made young boy John. <laughs> well, I'll I mean, work I, on I, that I, one. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> eventually, I'll find something how to talk about past me. Yep. I think we're we're it's little John, not little John is the what we yeah! were. <laughs> That's right. Little Okay. John. Um but uh yeah, his is a, that's a fantastic part. And then uh we are on to the penguin, who is uh, up next in the rotation. And uh he has I guess he was I, I don't I'm confused about the sort of order of operations here, but either he was going to break into some sort of valuable aviary, or he pre-broke into said aviary and set up all these specific birds that would attack Batman for the sole purpose of trying to bird kill Batman. Yeah, the latter. Like, I mean, the first note I wrote in this was, the shit these crooks steal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, they're just kind of talking about all the stupid, like... Most of it was money or, you know, hurting people, whatever. You know, like, they're kind of their own bent. But this one was like, I'm going to steal some rare breeding birds. Uh, but I'm already set up in this aviary of yep. doom. <laughs> yes, he calls it his aviary of doom, which I guess, I assume it's just Gotham aviary that he has, he, you know, he comes in at night when no one else is there and calls it his aviary of doom. Yeah, he gets uh, a little, like, little tarp covers up, yeah, but... you know, the Gotham part, and just has Of Doom written on the outside. <laughs> of yeah. Doom, right? Yeah. Even the Joker calls him out on this one, uh, calling out how corny that is, which well, is a and, very funny scene. Well, him and Poison Ivy. That, uh, fucking, that, but that was like the sitcom break I was waiting for in the flashback, <laughs> and it was perfect. And then, like, of Doom? Yeah. Come on, Pinky. <laughs> He's like, it's, anyway, back to my aviary, uh, big birdhouse. <laughs> you know, that was for fucking Killer Croc, too. Because I felt like I needed a dictionary for how uh, bombastic the penguin was. Oh, yes, he's got a, a flair for the, uh, a flair for the, the verbose. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like Eben, aviary, doom. <laughs> All these big words. <laughs> yeah, that one really uh, tripped me up too. But mm -hmm. the penguin's plan is to first sick a, a number of poisonous hummingbirds, which are which he sprays Batman with some nectar. He's got Batman's got nectar all over his face, 
and some mm-hmm. poison hummingbirds are gonna go <laughs> kill him. I yes. guess because poison or hummingbirds in general, just as long as you have some honey on you, will swarm and kill you. They're the uh, the piranhas of the skies. Everybody knows that. Yep, yep. That's what I've been told. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I thought they. It is very nectar, funny. But <laughs> go ahead. I thought they licked nectar. They didn't actually like peck at it. So yeah, they have long, gross tongues. Penguin. I thought you knew about birds. Yeah. So maybe they were just tickling, like Batman to death. Yeah. That's why he looks so funny. <laughs> that He's looping like, animation of just being like, "Oh, get out of here, birds! Get out of here, birds! Oh, get out of here, birds!" It's too I'm, funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And apparently, uh, uh, birds can't fly in the rain, which is news to me. Well, I mean, I guess heavy rain, right? Like, I mean... Yeah, sprinklers, I guess, are a different story. Yeah, it's like localized rain. It was funny, but I was like, oh, those hummingbirds are dead. Because (laughs) they're just, like, immediately on the ground. I thought their whole point was, like, they gotta just kind of keep going, you know what I mean? Yep. You know, but that's fine, because where poison-tipped hummingbirds are stopped, the cassowary shows up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you've got a real problem, because uh, it is a, more than a match for Batman. Mm-hmm. Who but... knew all it would take is a <laughs> dangerous-ass giant bird? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who knew that would be the... Uh, that's like Batman's kryptonite, you know, because he's a bat. <laughs> And a large bird, of course, is... Uh, oh, sharp claws! My only <laughs> weakness! <laughs> Bleeding profusely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we got... Uh, Batman's got a plan, though, because mm-hmm. uh, he remembers those uh, birds he just cruelly drowned. And so he grabs, <laughs> he grabs one of the hummingbirds... Uh, hummingbirds and uh, he uses that to poison uh the larger bird so it's a, a bit of uh he makes birds uh, hurt each other for his own amuse- amusement uh what a monster yeah i mean we all know the fact that when he slammed that fucking hummingbird into the cassowary's like leg that all what really would have happened to that hummingbird would have popped and <laughs> he'd still be yeah. oh man Whatever you know, whoever is taking care of these animals when they get in the next day is uh is gonna find a horror show waiting for them. Yeah, it's a terrible shift. Yeah, like maybe you were having a good night the before you got nope, promoted. Not you were celebrating out a little late. You come back, first thing you see is the aviaries like vandalized. It says a doom. No one's cleaned that shit up. Then you go in a bunch of dead hummingbirds. Well, maybe a dead cassowary with a hummingbird jammed a poisoned cassowary <laughs> it was like man this is enough for $16 an hour <laughs> Gotham sucks <laughs> so I'm going to Metropolis no but you know I was in Cleveland Zoo and none of this stuff ever happens <laughs> the only bad guy we got there was like a gangbuster or something <laughs> <laughs> No one of no one of note. <laughs> yeah, he he has a lot of downtime. Um, but uh, yeah, of course, uh, Batman is able to uh, he's able to escape, but not before Batman or not before Penguin somehow escapes on a helicopter umbrella. I don't know if he's got just some hidden upper body strength in you know that uh, 
in that physique of his, but I don't know how Penguin holds on to his helicopter umbrella, but he's able to to do so and that, slowly get away. That, wait, that's where you stop? That, <laughs> like I'm like, who makes a fucking uh, el- uh, helicopter umbrella that can lift anybody? <laughs> that's where yeah, I that's, that's, where, good... that's where I go, and then I'm like, maybe he has hollow bones, you know. <laughs> It's the only way to explain it, truly. Yeah, you know, you know, he is big bone, so if you bore those things out of all that pesky, you know, marrow and all the shit that sits in them, gives you the ability to be lifted up very slowly on your <laughs> umbrella cop door. And Batman's just like, yeah. I'll just let him go this time. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, embarrassing. I surely have a bat wing, and I could get my hook rope launcher up there and just pull him to the ground. Certainly, but uh, he's just like, eh. I, feel- <laughs> I got this. I got bird shit all over me. I'm done. I've I've killed enough birds tonight. He says to himself, "I feel bad, you know." <laughs> hey, look, look at him. he's trying so hard. I'm gonna go rescue one of these hummingbirds and bring it home and try to bring it back to life. You poor things. Yeah, no, nah, he'd probably just burn down the aviary. <laughs> all you wanted was my sweet honey baked flesh. It's not even in a bowl. That's the true crime <laughs> that's been <laughs> that's been visited upon Gotham this eve. Uh, but uh, his is not the last story because, of course, the best is saved for last, or at least co- according to the Joker. And uh, so he finally tells his story, and it's uh, basically the movie The Joker before the 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 movie The Joker because it's a. Uh, the Joker taking over a late night talk show mm-hmm. uh, in order to uh, make the audience, the captive audience, laugh Batman to death because Batman is uh, captured and hooked up to what looks like an electric chair whose shock is based on the level of uh, laughter coming from the audience. Yep. Now, I just wanted to be, what was the guy, Todd Phillips, who's uh-huh. the, who directed Joker? Yep. See, you could have made your movie about as long as the segment, and I would have got it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. you, you same, sort of, uh, same sort of story hits the same. Yeah, I don't need him dancing around in a, in a park bathroom. Uh, just just saying i mean it's not a bad movie i'm just saying like i watched this i was like i get it now uh i like i like this segment a lot i like the fact that it's in black and white except for one part where batman goes blue for some reason yes and also one part where batman's uh utility belt is in full color for some reason uh maybe that was done on uh, purpose yeah, you're you're saying this is like uh, Pleasantville, that movie where people started uh, boning down and things started being in color. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yep. I thought some maybe some shenanigans were behind the scenes. Uh, <laughs> yep. Batman's I, belt just got lucky. Yeah, and same with his cape and gloves for like one frame. <laughs> because then I was kind of looking to see if that was, you know, like I couldn't remember if that was going to keep happening and be like, oh, it definitely was deliberate versus some people got tired and colored that shit in. <laughs> well, you know, to be fair to the Batman suit is, suit is gray to begin with, so maybe they were like, oh yeah, okay, gray suit, 
And then, of course, the blue gloves and, and cape and the the yellow belt. What? The, what? Hmm? This sequence is in black and white? Uh-oh. And then, of course, by then, it's too late. Yeah, well, we're... So it's already in the can. We're not changing yep, it. Do no one will notice now. it. It's on TVs, and they're only... It's, it'll up. never be high resolution enough. 480p forever, 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 forever. And now you yeah. can see every fucking pixel on something. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I... I I dig this segment so much, especially like how like Harley Quinn is like the Joker's Ed McMahon. <laughs> yeah, she's. Uh, I I do like the fact that he pumps his uh, signature laughing gas into the uh, it, it, onto the set, and it, it infects the audience. And so Harley Quinn decides to read the phone book, and that has everybody laugh. Uh, you know, just it's killing. I mean, that's what I do when I need to pick me up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, first off, I find a phone book. Yep. I have to go to a Motel 6. Mm-hmm. You, you're not wrong so far. Yep. <laughs> and then I read it. Always cheers me up. The combination of letters and numbers is just such a such a delight. Ed Soto. Okay. Well, say so. I guess someone's named that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Not responsible if your name is actually Ed Soto. Yep. <laughs> or Ed Soda. Either one. <laughs> we won't. We don't take responsibility for. Yeah, but uh, either. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he really. I mean, he has not. If not for the incredible, uh, the incredible lengths he had to go to set this up, he probably would have killed Batman quite easily. But. Uh, it takes too long, and that gives Catwoman enough time to show up, and she wrecks house. Yeah, she messes up the goons, jacks up Joker. Like, Catwoman's yeah. no joke here. Uh, no pun intended there. And, yep. then, <laughs> and then it also proves that Batman could pick anything. Because, you know, <laughs> but Joker being, you know, the wiry guy he was, was pretending to cook a sausage on Batman's roasting body, electrically, yep. getting electrocuted, and, you know, as he gets hit by Catwoman, he loses the little uh, prong, and Batman's like, I can use this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's no problem. He uh, He's free as a bat, eh? and, uh... And it's great because they kind of like end the story a little early, and people are being, and the rest of the villains to Joker are saying, "Hey, what the heck? You're just gonna let Catwoman? She like ruined all your stuff, totally messed up your plans, and you're gonna let her just go?" And he's like, "No, she's gonna get turned into cat food as we speak." Well, I like as he sets it up. He's like, "There's more ways to get someone," which is like a perfect way i believe the joker would always operate like all the other villains feel like a very a to b type of mode like uh batman's my problem kill batman the joker's like batman's my problem but i know more ways to get batman than just trying to beat him himself because that's not really my goal um you know like i'm having too much fun playing with batman i don't want to kill him so i'm gonna mess with him in other ways and how that set up at the start and then having this be like yeah no we've got Catwoman. i had hardly hit her in the back of the head with a with a boxing glove gun and yep you know yeah we're gonna make her into pet food 
And uh, that's when the big twist of the episode is revealed. Spoilers, uh, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. For, I mean, now is your last chance to go out and, uh, and see this episode before you get this very crucial detail spoiled for you. But indeed, Killer Croc, who was the butt of everyone's joke and being sort of tossed around all night, is actually the caped crusader himself. And he, was, uh, he had infiltrated this poker game for the express purpose of finding out where Catwoman was, I assume. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. Even when you hear Batman's voice come out of Killer Croc, you're kind of like, oh, do they make a mistake like when they colored the black and white thing? You're like, <laughs> no, it is Batman. And when they do the swinging light, when the shadow goes over him, and it looks like the Batman silhouette, but then the light aligns and it looks like Killer Croc. I, I was like, oh my god. Chef's kiss to whoever thought that sequence up. Truly. It, it's like, still to this day, when I'm not thinking about it, and I haven't seen the episode in a long time, I still get surprised. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Now, uh, go ahead. Now, here's my one question, though. Right? Like, you know, the crooks all pull their guns and weapons on... Uh, you know, Batman, the exposed Batman. And they look like they have him dropped rights. And then the room is filled with nothing but cops. And I love that whole sequence because we're just getting guns drawn on every one of these criminals. But then Gordon and Bullock gets up. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> you guys didn't see those, those two see- hulking men when you came in? Yeah, you didn't see that beautiful mustachioed man in the corner. Or, you know, you know, Thick Boy Bullock, <laughs> just sitting right across the, the from The two table most recognizable people in Gotham, aside from the people assembled here. Like, I hate to say it, but they're on almost every episode. You think, <laughs> and, they, and most times they're in your episodes as well. So I'm just like, <laughs> but maybe they were so <laughs> engrossed with their own tales of almost beating Batman. Yep. <laughs> And uh, so Batman, he's got all the information he needs. He changes out of his Killer Croc disguise and goes to the cat food factory to rescue uh, Catwoman, who is still being held by Harley Quinn because she's waiting for the Joker to get there to start uh, their machinations again. If they had just done the deed uh, before going to the poker game, or maybe just arrived to the poker game 30 minutes late, uh, none of this would have been an issue, but... Uh, Harley uh, tries to pull a Heath Ledger Joker on Batman and uh, makes him choose. He can have either get the criminal or save Catwoman, but that doesn't end up being actually a choice because he could do both because he's just holding Harley by the throat and happens to have a switch right next to him that turns off all the machinery. So no hard choices tonight. Not whatsoever. It's really, you know... It's really good that they put those switches at the back wall. <laughs> right next to right next to the exit is the uh, the switch you would need to just save your uh, on again off again uh, you know vigilante uh, paramour. But uh, and then we get the uh, the final almost got him story, yep. which I thought was a really great way to cap this episode up because this is. Catwoman sort of propositioning Batman, saying, hey, we can get out of here, just you and me, no masks maybe, go on an actual little uh, a romantic date. And he uh, 
and he when she looks away when sirens are uh, approaching she looks back and of course he is gone as he is want to do and uh she says the titular line of the episode almost got him (laughs) (laughs) truly it deserves a standing ovation it's just a great uh uh, just a great one-off episode one of the best oh for sure for sure like i said earlier it is easily in my top 10 but as uh episodes list probably very high up there um it is just so well self-contained it's drawn so well it's acted so well like there's so many elements about it and i you know i mean i really love when you get some you know like when you get a mind like paul denny and bruce tim when you know they're so in love with these characters that they pull inspiration from like earlier versions of these comics um you know where like i i think there was like a four issue arc or something where you know the different villains were kind of talking about how they killed batman right but Mm -hmm. you know in the end they didn't but it's great to kind of have that rehashed in this you know new format and done so well um i i just absolutely love it it's a it's a great episode couldn't have said it better myself and i totally agree uh it's amazing how they're able to make these older stories and just different popular stories from batman's uh past into these digestible little bite-sized episodes is uh truly a wonder and um something that not all cartoons to this day are able to pull off even though you know this is it's been a long time since batman the animated series was on the air but it's still Kind of the high watermark, at least, or the benchmark that I use to compare other, uh, you know, uh, types of cartoons like this to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's tough because they built such a great blueprint that, you know, you could definitely add to it. But this is so well crafted that the not see other cartoons following suit but you know trying their best we've definitely I, I i feel like cartoons have definitely stepped their game up over the last you know 20 years but sure. definitely Bataz felt like the one that kind of started them all yeah and still holds up still the top of the cartoon pops uh fantastic uh well i hope Whoever you are listening to this, whoever is actually listening to this besides us, I hope that uh, either you know this has inspired you to take a watch of this episode or you've, you're somebody who's seen it already. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you can, of course, buy it on Amazon. Or if you have HBO Max, all the episodes are available to you uh, as part of your subscription. So you just go to Season 1, Episode 35... And that's the one that we're talking about today. Almost got him as the title, and we have selected it just for you. So we hope that you are out there and that you're going to watch it. That is going to do it for us this week. So your favorite part of the show has now begun, the acknowledgments. First up, as always, we would love to thank Burton M6 for our incredible theme song. If you would like to check out what else he's doing, 
or perhaps commission him to do something for you, check our show notes. We have a link to his Fiverr page right there. If you'd like to get involved with the podcast, talk to us, talk at us, or talk to the other people who make up part of this wonderful community, you can do so. We are on Instagram, we are on Twitter, and it's both at the Pop Saga. You can also email us. That link is in the show notes. And if you'd like to get some merch to show your Pop Saga pride, that's possible too. We have a T Public store, and that is also in the show notes. So, wherever you are, whoever you are, and however you're listening to this podcast, we hope that you are feeling happy, and we hope that you are feeling healthy, and we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, Almost Got Him is a great episode to watch, but it's even better to watch it with a bowl full of ham. Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty live, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.